No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Let's go. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you are. It's Wednesday night, and you're live with another edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Thank you for joining us. As always, tonight's recommended drink is cheap box wine. Tonight's recommended snack, bland brand, no-name crackers. This is the official wine and crackers broadcast right here on Dealer. for joining us ladies and gentlemen boys and girls uh as always we've got so much to get through in so little time got a couple of bases to cover tonight 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 ladies and gentlemen i you know because oftentimes i get accused of not being positive enough why are you saying negative all the time why can't you be more positive there's so much good news and you're gonna be more positive okay you know what we're gonna be positive here Tonight we are testing positive and I'm going to bring you some modern day fucking heroes, ladies and gentlemen, because we're starved of heroes in today's day and age. All we have to look forward now is, all we have to look forward to now is like lesbian James Bond characters. Those are the only heroes we have left. So I'm going to do, I'm going to do something positive. I'm going to bring you something positive and we are going to look at some heroes. Thank you very much. Woodchip TV. Woodchip TV with the diamond. Happy dark meat giving. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We don't do Thanksgiving, but I'll thank you to enjoy your Thanksgiving. So we will do that. We do have some other things to get through as well. Uh, I, Rudy has gone to Philadelphia, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know. I don't even know how many people watch this this morning. Very, very interesting stuff. So we will cover a little bit of Rudy going to Philadelphia. Mr. Rudy going to Philly. But before we do any of that, if you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to wish me a happy Thanksgiving, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at boogiebumper. RM John's in the chat. Oh, you mean it's not the daily bummer? <laughs> well, it, it is if you're very, it is if only if you're nice to me. <laughs> it can be the daily bummer as long as you buy me dinner first. <laughs> thank you for joining us. KB with the diamond. Thank you for joining us, KB. So before we get to any of that, though, I do have a very, very, very special announcement to make. And <laughs> even, even though I'm not sure if I even want to be fucking doing this or not, but we're doing it anyway. Um, <laughs> this This could end tragically. I don't know. Uh, so I've been doing a show which started on radio uh, a while ago called The Starting Block. And it's on, you can catch us on DLive, YouTube, Periscope. Nobody really listens to it, which is fine. I don't blame you. It's terrible. Woodchip TV with a diamond. I didn't know you racists didn't celebrate Thanksgiving. Why would we? It's an American holiday. <laughs> I, I like I like you, America, and I like Americans. But I'm uh, I'm very staunchly... Um, you know, because we're so infused with American culture here anyway, there's like a constant battle between British culture and American culture to see who takes over. 
And I'm one of the Australians who's like every Halloween when so, when some little kid knocks on my door, I say, get the fuck out of here with that American shit. <laughs> it's nothing personal. <laughs> I'm just like, no, that's an American holiday. We're not fucking celebrating that here. Not in this country. Not as long as I'm around. But at the same time, I do love you, America. So happy Thanksgiving to my American brothers and sisters. I, I don't know. I just eat too much meat every weekend. Like, I don't you know that feeling that you get after Thanksgiving where you argue with your family members, you get too drunk and you eat too much cooked meat? I do that every week. Every week is Thanksgiving in the Boogie Bumper house. There's nothing special around here. So anyway, the special announcement. So uh, I do a show with my best mates. We've been best mates since we were five years old, Greeno, called The Starting Block. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at The Starting Block. One word, drop the K at the end. And this Friday... This Friday night will be 10 years since we started doing a radio show together. 10 years. To the day, I think. 10 years to the day. So what we're going to do... So on Friday night, I'm doing my usual Friday night show between 6 and 8pm. But then at 8.30pm, so half an hour afterwards, (laughs) half an hour after the show, we're doing a very special 10-year anniversary edition of The Starting Block. And... You may not like the show. I don't blame you again because it's terrible. And it's the most narcissistic and inverted show on the internet. But I will give you the hot tip. On Friday night, on the 10-year anniversary show, we will be playing clips from our first ever live radio broadcast 10 years ago. (laughs) And I haven't listened to any of it yet, but I'm sure it's terrible. I'm sure it's cringe. I'm sure we're awful. Lady of Diamonds Gypsy with a diamond. Uh, where did you steal the diamond gypsy? I mean, Australia is a penal Connolly as uh, colony. Colon, Connolly. <laughs> penal Connolly. That's Billy Connolly's less unfunny brother. Um, <clears throat> I'm sure it's terrible. I'm sure it's going to be cringe. I'm sure it's going to be very, very, very embarrassing for yours truly. Because when we first started, it, there was a lot of this. Um... Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Um, We're going to talk about things, and uh, here's a song. (laughs) And then when we come back from we would do all the back announcers trying to be professional. That was Kryptonite by Three Doors Down. (laughs) That's where we started in FM radio. And they gave us where we started. Our first time slot on the radio was, I think it was 8 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday. (laughs) It was awful. <laughs> and we, we were like, let's just take the 8 o'clock on Sunday morning slot because we only have to prove ourselves and then they'll put us in a better time slot. Four years later, we got on Thursday nights. <laughs> Four fucking years on Sunday morning, every Sunday. People were listening to us while they were going to church and stuff. Oh, God. So we will be playing some clips from our first ever broadcast. So if you want to come and laugh at me, if you want to come and laugh at how terrible I, I either I was or I am, depending on how much you like me. So uh, if you want to do that, D-Live, Kitty B is an absolute hero with the links in the chat. DLive.tv slash the starting block. One word, drop the K at the end. And if you've never listened to the starting block before, uh, here's just a little bit of, you know, kind of what we do. Back then we were just doing a legitimate sports show though. But I just want to give a little plug to my mate Greeno, my little mate. If you've never listened to the starting block before, it's this kind of bullshit. 
Brings me to what I'm cancelling this week, Damo. Yeah. We've got to cancel coconuts and coconut water. Oh, coconut water as well. Yeah, because anything that has the word coconut in it is mm. is technically a racial slur. Ah. So the rules are you can't say you can't say any words like coon cheese. Yeah. Remember the coon cheese the whole debacle. That's what got me thinking about this. Yes. Is if we're cancelling coon cheese that's named after a guy named coon because the word coon in a different connotation can be offensive. That's right. Coconut is offensive to our Pacific Island brothers and sisters. I like it. So we need to ban. Not just coconut water, anything that has the word coconut in it. All coconut-related products. So coconut flakes, coconut dust. How about the coconut rough, Greeno? Coconut rough is gone, unfortunately. We're going to have to refer to it as the Pacific Island rough. (laughs) Give me in the chats asking, what about an almond joy? That's got to go. No, that's different. But does it have, if if it's got coconut like on the label somewhere, though? No, but it's an almond, right? Yeah, but does it have coconut in it? Well, it, you, I think you can still keep the almond joy. You've just got to remove the coconut. So we take the ingredients out now. Either the ingredient or you've got to rename the ingredient. Okay, so we're not calling. So it's an almond joy filled with the delicious taste of Pacific Islands. The Pacific Islands. Okay. Yep, spot on. Pacific Islands native fruit. Okay. Something like that. Now, now think- we can't use the word fruit because that's going to be offensive to the homosexuals. Oh yeah, we can't use fruit. Okay, uh, so we can't have fruit in the Pacific, fruits in the Pacific Islands. Okay, no, fair call. Uh, <laughs> can we use the word nut? Is it, no, because that has a sexual connotation. That has a sexual greener. connotation. That promotes rape friend. culture. That might be rape culture. Okay, how cool. how well, about how about Pacific Island non vegetables? No, that no, would be offensive. Because vegetables yeah. in relation to people who are brain dead, we can't Correct. use that. Oh jeez. Uh, We'll have to workshop it. We've really yeah. opened up Pandora's box on this one. Shit, we, can we even say box? <laughs> I don't, I don't, That's a vaginal box. reference. I think we're not even allowed that. We're going to have to eradicate the, the, the coconut in general. The English language. Because there's, there's no way. We should just communicate we... with grunts. Oh, wait, that'll be offensive <laughs> to the Tongans. <laughs> I love this segment. <laughs> That'll be offensive to the Pacific Islanders if we just grunt at each other. We can't just grunt at each other. Exactly. You're stealing my fucking language, bro. So there you go. <laughs> That's the kind of terrible, terrible dribble that we do on the starting block. So if, like I said, if you want to come and laugh at your boy Boogie Bumper, then join us 8.30pm on Friday night, dlive.tv slash the starting block. One word, drop the K at the end. And you can laugh at how terrible we are and were 10 years ago while we play clips to satisfy our own egos and make a joke out of ourselves yet again for your amusement. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, let's get to this. Rudy Giuliani, or as he's known by Nancy Pelosi, Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani. Yes, you got to listen to Rudy Giuliani. He went to Philadelphia this morning to meet with the Philadelphia, with the uh, Pennsylvania State Senate, ladies and gentlemen. Now, a lot of people have been hanging on the edge of their seat, waiting for the evidence. Show me the evidence. Where's the evidence? When are you going to present the evidence? Oh, Give me, me your evidence. Hello. I'm rambling again. Does the starting block have a stream labs? If not, will you get one? It, the, Asking for a friend. <laughs> the starting block does not have a stream labs because there is in there is not a reality that that exists in the multiverse that anybody would ever want to give us any money <laughs> because the show is terrible. Thank you, Victor Von True, for the donation. <laughs> that, like I said, eight thirty p.m. this Friday. The starting block. Come and laugh at how bad we were ten years ago. So Mayor Rudy Giuliani went to Pennsylvania. He met with the state senators. People, show me your evidence. 
unzip your fly and give me your evidence, Mr. Giuliani. And he made a little presentation to the state senators. And I thought you may enjoy this, like on the back of the Tucker uh, episode that we did last week and all of that kind of thing. I don't even know how many people paid attention to this, but let's have a little listen. It is very pop. Fascist hippie, thank you for joining us. We were, uh, just one more starting block fun fact for you. We were at one point in the top, I think we were in the top 20 podcasts in Vietnam. (laughs) I don't know why. I don't know why, but we got the statistics. For some reason, the Vietnamese really like us. I don't don't know why. (laughs) I have no idea. They love us in Vietnam. (laughs) Winning TV of the Diamond. At least he wasn't sweating hair dye today. It's a win. Uh, absolutely. Now, have a listen to some of this. This is Rudy Giuliani uh, talking to the states. This is funny for a number of reasons, but we'll get into it. Let's have a look. Witnesses. We have calculated and the evidence will show that there were 682,770 mail-in ballots that were entered into your votes in just Allegheny County and in Philadelphia okay. that were not observed by any single Republican. Those ballots could have all been for Joe Biden. They could have all been for someone else. Okay. Now, that's just an accusation, though, at this point, right? You can say, you know, we've calculated X amount that weren't observed by any Republican. That's, That's going to be very easy for people to refute, whether I like it or not. They'll just say, no, that's not true, and it's probably very difficult to prove. But hang on, it gets better. Listen to this. They could have had no identifying data. They could have been from the same person. There could have been multiples of them. There could have been no name on them. We have no idea if that's true. Uh, And it will be very hard now to kind of put them together. We could ask, and you could subpoena, all of the outer envelopes. It would be very interesting to take a look at the 682,770 outer envelopes. Be very interesting if they were kept. That would be very interesting to see how many. Pretty sure they destroy all that stuff, but I could be wrong. Any of them weren't filled out. But in any event, under the. <laughs> Henry, this is the worst lighting I've ever seen. <laughs> I know. Because <laughs> it's like they've got two spotlights in the room, but they didn't put one of them in front of the people talking. Spotlight, spotlights from each side. It's a little bit like he's telling a ghost story around a campfire. Look at that. (laughs) That has to be intentional. I'm always amazed, like, you know, when you get bad audio at one of the Senate hearings and, like, the microphone doesn't work and they're like... I'm like, how much money does the American fucking government have? Not even Americans, all governments. How much money do you have and they use, like, $30 fucking microphones that they got from the local JC Pennies, you know what I mean? I'm always amazed that they're not more prepared for these kinds of things. I guess they really just don't care. So, you know, we've got to spend money on that new rainbow pedestrian crossing in the city because that's going to make a lot of people feel better about themselves. <laughs> Camera people, yeah, Premier, exactly. Camera people are in the view in the back as well. What the hell is going on here? It's like once we've paid out all the money to paint the, the rainbow crosswalks and make the ridiculous art sculptures in the middle of the city that nobody understands and pay for all of our bullshit little fringe, little artistic, arty-farty little things, it's like we've got no money left. We need the intern to do the broadcast at the Senate hearings. 
Does anybody know how to turn on a camera? <laughs> we've got we've got Giuliani showing up today. Where the hell is our camera budget? I don't know. Just just get two big just get two big spotlights. Get two big torches and shine them from either side of his face. That'll do. That'll be fine. <laughs> hey, let's carry on. The law of your state, which is set by you, set by you. Those ballots are illegal. Uh, the judge, mistakenly in his opinion, said that we want to disenfranchise six million people. We don't want to disenfranchise anyone. We want to we want to disqualify 682,000 votes so that 74 million people are not disenfranchised, because that's that's what happened by the cheating that went on here. I'll give you one other enormously puzzling statistic. Okay. You sent out in the state of uh, Commonwealth of Pennsylvania 1,823, 148 absentee or mail-in ballots. Now this is good. Now. I've I've said from the beginning, and I still hold to this, that I'm not going to believe anything until I see it, right? Because there's a difference between saying, you know, that fraud took place and, and there's a difference between having a, a signed witness statement and somebody claiming that fraud took place and actually proving that the fraud took place. You know, like I said last week, that's that's why it's so difficult to prove murder without a dead body. You can have a witness that stands there and says, I saw Boogie Bumper shoot that guy in the head. But unless you have a body and a bullet and a, and a murder weapon, it's just somebody's, it's very difficult to prove, right? And he could sign a statement saying, I swear to God, I saw Boogie Bumper do it. But unless you get that other evidence, because witness statements are used to corroborate evidence, they aren't evidence necessarily in of themselves. But... What Rudy is about to lay out here, again, it, we, already, we already know this stuff. What he's going to do is highlight some of the anomalies. And they're egregious. Don't get me wrong. They're absolutely egregious. But we already know this kind of thing. Have a listen. Want to, we want to disqualify 682,000 votes so that 74 million people are not disenfranchised. Because that's, that's what happened by the cheating that went on here. I'll give you one other enormously puzzling statistic. It is very funny. It is good. You sent out in the state of uh, Commonwealth of Pennsylvania 1,823, 148 absentee or mail-in ballots. Uh-huh. You received back 1.4 million approximately. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That makes sense. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> the sad part is, these kinds of anomalous statistics, most people won't care. Ben K. Veritas with a diamond, he looks like an angel. <laughs> Isn't it love? What a lovely thought. Angel Rudy swooping down from heaven on the on a mission from God. Isn't it lovely? However, in the count for president, you counted 2.5 million. <laughs> so, I don't know. So, so they got back how many? They got back one million and something. Again, this is the accusation. They got back uh, one million and something. They sent out one million something, and they counted two point five. Hundred and seventy outer envelopes. Be very interesting if they were kept. 
that it would be very interesting to see how many of them weren't filled out. I mean, it's ridiculous. But in any event, it's ridiculous. under the law of your state, which is set by you, those ballots are illegal. Uh, the judge mistakenly, in his opinion, said that we want to disenfranchise six million okay. yeah, people yeah, 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 yeah. with 82,000 votes so that 74 million people are not disenfranchised. It's a good law. I don't get Because that's, that's what happened by the cheating that went on here. I'll give you one other enormously puzzling statistic. You sent out in the state of uh, Commonwealth of Pennsylvania 1,823, I just noticed the cameraman who's standing at the back of the room over Rudy's right shoulder on the left of your screen, he looks like a posse member in a hip-hop video. I don't even think he's I don't think he's there to work the camera. I think he might be there to steal it. <laughs> Have a look at that guy. He's wearing a balaclava over his face. He's got like the full hip hop get up on. Is that is that racist? I don't know. Is that terribly racist? I'm not sure. <laughs> Premier, Premier says it's a racist thing to say. You think he looks like he's there to knock it off? Oh, uh, yeah. Nah, yeah, bro. Nah, I'm the cameraman, motherfucker. Yo, why don't you let me take a look at that camera, Holmes? <laughs> I mean, he, does, he's, he doesn't have his hands on it or anything. He's just standing next to it. He's not working the camera. He's not pressing little buttons. He's not zooming in. He's not zooming out. He doesn't have a headset on. He's just standing there looking at it. <laughs> It's not just a stereotype. Look at it. I'm talking about his demeanor, his actions. If you're going, if you want to look like a cameraman, at least put your hand on the camera. But then maybe, to be fair, if he put his hand on the camera, a security guard would say, hey, take your hand off that camera. <laughs> you're here to steal it, aren't you? So maybe it is a little racist from them, not from me. I'm on your side, bro. I'm on your side. Black Lives Matter. All right, let's go. 48 absentee or mail-in ballots. You receive back 1.4 million approximately. Uh -huh. However, in the count for president, you counted 2.5 million. <laughs> I don't know what accounts for that 700,000 difference between the number of ballots you sent out and the number of ballots that ended up in the count. Now, <laughs> when we did the uh, episode talking about the discrepancies in the count in Georgia. I've made this point. If you want people to have faith in the system, quote unquote, then the system has to be transparent. And if you want people to have faith in the institutions, like there may be a very good reason. There may be a very good explanation in the Georgia case, for example, as to why one county kept counting overnight when all the other counties weren't allowed to. And then that one county was responsible for putting Joe Biden in the lead. There may be a very good explanation for that, and I'm open to hearing it. But until such time as I've heard it, I'm going to be sceptical of the count, right? I'm going to be very sceptical because you haven't given me a reason not to believe. Like... The same, the same thing applies both ways with me. You have to give me a good, compelling reason to believe what you're saying is true. I don't care if you're somebody on the Democrat side who's saying, no, no, everything was fine. And I, and I point to a particular race and say, well, look at this race. Look at these numbers. How do you explain that? 
how do you explain this taking place? If you don't provide a good reason for me to believe you, I'm not going to. But at the same time, on the right, like if you say, no, 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 all of these votes were fraudulent and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, that's fine. But give me a good reason to believe you. If you can't give me a good reason to believe you, I'm not going to. I'm going to be skeptical of everyone at all times (laughs) until proven otherwise. That's my natural way of dealing with the world. I'm sorry. So there now in saying that, I would love to hear the reason. I would love, I would love, love, love to hear the explanation as to how you can send out 1.8 million mail-in ballots and receive back 2.5 million. (laughs) How the hell does that happen? How the fuck did you get back 700,000 more votes than you sent out? And, and, you know, there may be a very good explanation for it, but it's going to have to be very good. (laughs) It's going to have to be remarkably good. (laughs) Because as it stands right now, Unless we're talking, like, remarkably good explanation, I'm just going to call you a fucking liar to you. It's got to be good. (laughs) We sent out 1.8 million ballots. We received... So that assumes not only did 100% of people return their mail-in ballots, which is statistically fucking impossible, by the way. Statistically impossible. You cannot send out 100,000 ballots and then get 100,000 back. There is no way on planet Earth that every single person is sending back a ballot. That's bad enough. But then how about 700,000 more people than actually received one? (laughs) That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And, you know, like, I often get, you know, I often get people throwing shade on me, which is fine, and they say, why do you talk about America so much? I'm I'm fascinated by this. You're the most powerful country on planet Earth. How the hell is this so difficult? You sent out 1.8, but you received 2.5 in return? How the hell does that happen? (laughs) Let's carry on. That number... 2,589,242 was on your government website until yesterday. Ah. And yesterday it was removed without explanation. I'm going to be very interested in hearing what the explanation (laughs) is. Me too, Rudy. (laughs) Me too, mate. Is, and I can't imagine you could possibly certify without knowing the explanation to that, as well as the explanation to the 22,686 mail-in ballots that were returned on the day they were mailed. (laughs) How the hell does that happen? (laughs) So wait, 22,000 votes were returned on the same day they were mailed? What a, what a joke. What a circus. <laughs> like, they all must be sitting there in the audience going, what? 
Can you believe it? What a what a what a what a fucking joke. <laughs> RM Johns, old math versus new math, common core. <laughs> now, a lot of complaints have been made about the postal service. If they're able to deliver a letter and then wait for that letter to be filled out and then return to them and then return the letter on the same day that they delivered it, the postal service needs to be given a fucking, you know, purple heart of bravery. They must have been they must have been breaking the land speed record. <laughs> the overweight men, the overweight men in UPS trucks just driving right through red light. Oh no, I'm 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 defending democracy out of my way. <laughs> unless unless the postal service has gone out and hired Usain Bolt to make their rounds, I'm not sure that this is possible. I'm not sure that this is even logistically possible, feasible. It's Victor Von Troop. It's magic. <laughs> Let's carry on. That's a trick. How about... Uh... Rudy's getting laughs in the Senate hearing. People in the Senate hearing are laughing because it's so ridiculous. What the hell is going on? They were returned. How about 32,591 were returned the day after they were mailed? <laughs> Another 20,000 were returned <laughs> before they were mailed. <laughs> There's no evidence, bro. <laughs> I'm just going to let that one settle in. 20,000 votes returned the day before they were sent out. <laughs> Holy shit. I mean, look at these people. There's people laughing in the background because exactly the guy behind him's face, like the shit eating grin. Look at <laughs> Look at the guy sitting behind him over his left shoulder. The golden haired guy with the glasses. RM John's in the chat. Something tells me this isn't right. <laughs> There's no evidence. There's no evidence, bro. <laughs> I mean, you got to laugh because it's insane. And, you know, the corporate media is going to spend, well, they already have been. The corporate media is consumed with telling you that these are unfounded claims. But they should at least, here's a tip for the people in the corporate media. If you actually want to get some traction here, you need to at least acknowledge why people are sceptical. Because if you take the position that there's no reason to be sceptical whatsoever, then people are going to feel insulted by that. You're insulting people's intelligence. If 25,000 votes, or however much it was, get returned to the polling place, and the date on those votes is the day before they were allegedly mailed out, then people have a right to be sceptical about that. And if you, after hearing this information, turn around and say, 
There is, these are only unfounded conspiracy theories. You make yourself look like a fucking moron. You look like a partisan, you know, at, at best you look like a moron and at worst you look like a partisan propagandist fucking hack. Either way, people aren't going to take you seriously. If I was in the corporate media, I would say what I've said. I would be honest with you. And I'd say, that's ridiculous. Somebody needs to provide an explanation as to how that happened. And you know what? I would be kicked off CNN for saying that. I'd be kicked off MSNBC. I'd be kicked off Fox for saying that. No, there's no evidence. There's no claim. Get this man off the television immediately. He needs to hear an explanation. You don't have to provide an explanation. There's nothing wrong. Everything's fine. Go back to bed. Everything's normal. Right. And this is why, you know, because they've been saying for the last five years. <laughs> Minister of Fun Kimmy with a diamond. Tesla time machine as possible explanation. Yes, if 20,000 people have the Tesla time machine, then it makes sense. Not one guy. <laughs> You need half of Philadelphia. Half of Philadelphia actually have fucking time machines in their basements. <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> Thank you for the diamond, Kimmy. Move along. Nothing to see here. Exactly, right? Because they've been telling you for the last five years that the reason that you're, the reason that you distrust the corporate media, it's all Donald Trump's fault, right? Which is fucking bullshit because we know before he even nominated for the run in 2016, People already hated the media. We have the data to back it up. We have the statistics that prove it. We have the surveys from places like Pew Research that prove people already distrusted the media. And now this. Minister of Fun Kimmy with the diamond. Santa Claus delivery service? Yeah, that's better. Yeah, he, he does have magic, Santa Claus. It's just a glitch, original Rev. <laughs> And now this. And so, you know, ballots are getting returned the day before they were posted out. They send out 1.8 million ballots. They get back 2.5. And what's the response from the corporate media? Hey, stop talking conspiracy theories, you far-right extremists. That's why nobody trusts you. That's why. It's got nothing to do with Trump. It's got everything to do with you. Because you're not treating your audience with respect. At least, at least be honest with people. You don't have to like it. You don't have to agree. But when people hear things like 25,000 votes were returned the day before they were mailed out, then people have every right to be sceptical of that. And if you tell them that they don't, then they're going to hate you. Sorry. Woodchip TV with a diamond. Lemon up, you drunk turkeys. <laughs> Let's carry on here. Listen. Of course, this is only... <laughs> Listen to the laughs he's getting in the crowd. <laughs> or they were mailed. <laughs> of course, this is only... This is... I think this is a kind of a low count, and I, I guess the crooks in Philadelphia are disappointed in this. They only submitted 8,021 ballots from dead people. Only 8,000. Only 8,000 people. So, 
Right-wing conspiracy theorists have been saying for 20 years that there is widespread occurrences of dead people voting. That's been debunked by Snopes. Only 8,000 dead people voted. That's what'll happen. You'll go on Snopes later on today and it'll say the claim. Widespread voter fraud occurs because uh, dead people apparently send in ballots. And I'll say, this is mostly false. It's not widespread. It was only 8,000. <laughs> widespread infers that hundreds of thousands of dead people are voting. It was only 8,000 in one county. Unfounded, baseless claims, bro. Exactly. Mail-in ballots for dead people. Probably easier for... Lady of Diamonds, Gypsy with the diamond, just puts a diamond. Well, thank you for the diamond. Where did you steal the diamond? <laughs> 8,000 in one city, Boogs. <laughs> dead people to submit mail-in ballots than it is to vote in person. You, you had about 30,000 of those. <laughs> We're checking the records of the cemeteries around Philadelphia. It's, it's like fucking Comedy Central. Rudy's killing. <laughs> He's killing up there. He's slaughtering. <laughs> Alarm. This is the way they'll spin it something like this. An alarming, a biz- they'll say a bizarre Senate hearing in Pennsylvania where Rudy Giuliani was making a mockery of democracy. <laughs> Trust me, that's what these people will do. Well, I was looking at the people laughing and that just shows that Trump fans don't take this seriously. Think I'm wrong? <laughs> Are you? Th- do you think I'm wrong? They'll take the clips of people laughing in the crowd and go, "See, MAGA people don't even believe it. They think it's all one big joke." <laughs> because they're, because they're the scummiest, lowest, sneakiest, most deceptive, disgusting human beings that we have. People in the press. Sorry, sorry. Did that hurt your feelings? You don't like that? You don't like that? When people, when you're, when a state sends out 1.8 million votes and receives back 2.5 million, 700,000 that didn't fucking exist the day they were sent out. When you get 25,000 votes the day before they were sent out and you reduce it to unfounded conspiracy theories by white, right wing extremists and white supremacists. No, no, no. That, you're not convincing anybody. You're just proving what a terrible, shitty, deceptive, dishonest human being you are. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. You piss in the face of your audience. And the, odi- the only audience you have are the ones that are so stupid they don't know shit from shoe polish. You exist merely to buttress the ignorance of the people who watch you. Ben K. Veritas with the diamond. KB with the diamond. KB with the diamond. How many coconuts voted? How, I don't know. How many have you got? <laughs> ben K. Veritas with the diamond. What's Rudy suppressing dead black voters? Yes, of course he is. You have 4,984 mail-in ballots that were never requested. And on and on and on and on. Your, uh, uh, your election... Because of these two counties and maybe one other is a sham. It's a disgrace to your state. 
Okay, so you might be sitting there thinking, well, this is it. This is what we needed. This is the smoking gun. How else, how, what else do we need? It's fucking game over. Re- recount, revote. The prayers is heading back to the White House, ladies and gentlemen. They can, there's no way they can recover from this. Well, it's at this time I like to remind you, you're dealing with public servants. You're dealing with lawyers and public servants and politicians who are probably the three groups of people who are below journalists <laughs> on my daily boogie evolutionary scale. They're probably the only three groups of people that are less trustworthy than a modern day journalist. Lawyers, public servants and politicians. <laughs> so where's this going to go? Well, let's have a look. Let's have a little listen here. I have to come to the conclusion that you did also. If it looks like corruption, smells like corruption, it's corruption. And we've got to get to the bottom of it. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your testimony. Appreciate it very much. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, Senator Regan. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you to all our testifiers today. It's been very informative. Uh-huh. Um, my question, uh, Mr. Mayor, you touched upon it briefly, but I want to just, if you could delve it. This guy's haircut. Very stylish. Now, he seems believable because nobody who puts that amount of product in their hair, I think, can be deceptive at all. A little bit more into it. Attorney General Barr, shortly after the election, authorized the U.S. attorneys across the country to investigate allegations of of voter fraud. I wonder if you could tell us about the criminal investigations that are going on, maybe specifically in Pennsylvania, by our U.S. attorneys, maybe our FBI, uh, and tell us how that is going. (laughs) So help me God. Please, please, I hope, and I, this this comes from the bottom of my heart. I'm being very sincere here. To anybody in the audience who may be relying on the FBI to save President Trump. Really? Really? I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't if I were you. I could be proven wrong, but you know you know my natural stance on things. I'm not just going to believe something unless I have a compelling reason to do so. Well, when it comes to the FBI, I have no compelling reason to suspect that the FBI are going to do Donald Trump any favours. <laughs> None whatsoever. I'd love to be proven wrong, but I'm not going to hold my fucking breath on that one, mate. <laughs> what could go wrong? Winning TV, nor the DOJ boogie. <laughs> Lady of Diamonds Gypsy. FBI is MAGA. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, please, if there's anybody out there that's holding out hope that the FBI is going to come to, that the FBI are going to save the day, they're going to swoop in on their mighty steed and scoop you up like the damsel in distress, uh, I would pull back on that. Ducks Regionus with a diamond. FBI let Omar Mateen go three times Trumpy zero. <laughs> yeah, they love Trump, the FBI. So I, would, I wouldn't be holding out any... Can you tell us what the FBI is doing about this? Uh, well, I can tell you what they're not doing. Anything. Nothing. 
the FBI isn't going to save the day. And is there any evidence that's been okay. presented to you, okay. or are you made privy to any of this information? I'm sorry, Senator. I, I wouldn't be made privy to that criminal investigations. And in my experience, criminal investigations, you know, would take too long oh? to help you in your most immediate decision. Uh-oh. Criminal investigations uh -oh. could help you in your long-term decision uh -oh. as to how to reform so this never happens again. Don't worry, guys. There's going to be a criminal investigation. People are going to go to jail. Don't worry. Don't worry. The Patriots are in control. There's going to be a criminal investigation and people are going to go to jail, right? It's all going to be sorted out years from now. Great. It's very helpful. It's very encouraging. I'm sorry, Senator, I can't help you with the criminal investigation because in my experience, criminal investigations take too long and they're not going to help you with your decision today. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> just just what everybody wanted to hear. Cabaret in the chat. Trust the system. <laughs> Lonely chef, trust the play. Wow. You know, you should... You can be optimistic. Who knows? Maybe in, you know, four or five years, some counter at some obscure fucking counting place in Philadelphia somewhere may get six months community service out of this. It may happen. <laughs> you should hold out hope. Winning. <laughs> hey, hey. Don't be negative. It's all going to be worked out. <laughs> Which I think uh, you, you all will want to do. For example, uh -huh. not ever hiring again yeah. a company that counts votes. In yeah, but that's, that's great. That's great for the people of the future. But what are we to do today? Oh, boy. Doesn't bode well, does it? Speaking of law... This is very good. This is fantastic. Uh, the NAACP, if you don't know who they are, you can look them up and then, you know, put your head in the oven because you'll want to commit suicide. Uh, the NAACP, one of their representatives was on the Rachel Maddow show. Now, I've got to be fair here. I think Rachel Maddow is wrong about most things most of the time. But I, I have to admit, I do find Rachel Maddow to be somewhat charming and cute. I, I've got to... I, I'm sorry. I do. I think she's pretty funny. She doesn't offend me. I just think she gets stuff wrong a lot. But I think she's kind of cute and funny. Sorry. You know, I'd, I'd sit down and have a drink and a chat. As long as we weren't talking about politics, I think Rachel Maddow would be very good company. You know, she's pretty, pretty, little bit kooky and funny. Hey, how you going? She doesn't bother me. I know she angers a lot of people. There are other presenters on the corporate media that anger me far more than Rachel Maddow does. I just think she's wrong. I don't think there's anything wrong with her. You know what I mean? But in saying that, <laughs> this this next item that you're about to see challenged that preconception that I had. So a representative from the NAACP came on Rachel Maddow's show and was talking about, you know, all of the horrible right-wing conspiracy theories and this attempt to steal democracy and all of the yada yada. You know how it goes. 
So have a listen to this. You're going to love this. Today, we were happy to see, and we, you know, you played at the top of the show, the the member of the of the canvassing board saying we have to uphold the rule of law. We were happy and gratified to see that today. But, you know, whether or not Mr. Trump is successful in his attempts to coerce, the attempt to coerce oh. and to intimidate uh, members of the canvassing board in Wayne County and then the state canvassing board <laughs> to somehow discredit the vote of black voters in Detroit, uh, nevertheless, is a violation of Section 11B of the Voting Rights Act. Really? And so while the outcome of today uh, is a positive one, a positive one for the rule of law, a positive uh -huh. one for democracy and for this country yep. uh, and for the voters we represent, uh, we are still standing by. And we have yet to know what more uh, this president might, might try. And of course, Michigan is not the only place in which uh, he may be uh, uh, focusing his attention. Uh, we're also concerned about about uh, you know Pennsylvania and about Milwaukee, as you should um, be. because the president has cited those places as well, and particularly targeting cities with large or uh, uh, you know predominant black populations. Say. <laughs> You might be sitting there today. You might be sitting there right now thinking that, you know, the Trump team, like what we just watched there from Rudy Giuliani, right, talking about 25,000 votes were returned apparently the day before they were fucking mailed, 8,000 dead people voted, 1.8 million ballots were sent out, but 2.5 million were returned back to the, the counting place. You may be sitting here thinking, well, it looks like Trump's team is targeting the city's where obvious anomalies are present to the tune of, you know, almost a million votes that are unaccounted for. You might be thinking that, but you'd be wrong. You'd be wrong to think that. No, no, no. What's really happening here is Donald Trump is going after black people. Because <laughs> he's a racist. He's trying to electorally lynch black voters. That's what he's doing. He's a disgusting, he's a Klan member. He's a Nazi, he's a Klan member. He's only targeting cities with predominantly black populations because he hates them. That's what's really happening here. That's the real situation. That's the real news on MSNBC. You know, what I love most about MSNBC is... Not only do they love us and protect us and care for us, but they also just present the facts. They're just making that they just present the facts. You know, they don't do any kind of conspiracy theories or fear mongering or any kind of uh, divisive rhetoric on MSNBC. Here at the corporate media, they just love us and they want to keep us safe. They want to protect democracy. <laughs> it's not in the city. Oh yeah. Oh, isn't it good? To suggest that there has been some fraud in voting. To suggest there's been some kind of fraud. No, I'm sure it happens all the time. I'm sure it's a common thing to send out 1.8 million votes and receive 2.5 million back in, re in, re in reply. I'm sure that happens over there. It's normal. <laughs> to suggest that there's some kind of fraud, that just equates to hating black people. Let me 
ask you just to expand on that a little bit in a, in a civic sense, because I feel like one of the things that we are sort of, I feel like we're entering. You're about to get a civics lesson from Rachel Maddow. Bring a new phase. We've got the GSA uh -huh. ascertaining that President-elect Biden yep. is going to be the next president. There should be a transition process. The president basically acceding yep. to that. Yep. Um, we've got this thing that's ended <laughs> in the show. <sighs> it's just so frustrating, isn't it, Rachel? It's just, I, I just can't believe all of this conspiracy theory that's floating around out there. <sighs> let's, let's just have a quick refresher here. One balance. You receive back 1.4 million approximately. However, in the count for president, you counted 2.5 million. I don't know what accounts for that 700,000 difference between the number of ballots you sent out and the number of ballots that ended up in the count. That number, 2,589,242, was on your government website until yesterday. Yeah, because the government never lies. Uh, Rachel, what do you have to say about all of these conspiracy theories and racists who just want to attack black people in cities? I feel like we're entering a new phase. We've got the GSA ascertaining that President-elect Biden is going to be the next president. There should be a transition process. The president basically acceding to that. Rachel, your frustration is showing. We've got this thing that's ended in Michigan. And this, this thing. <laughs> it's just a thing. <laughs> You know, there's this crazy thing that's happening out there. I don't know. Have you heard about this thing? Yes, I have. I've heard about this thing. Uh, there was this thing where 25,000 votes were returned the day before they were mailed out. And 700,000 votes were returned even though no ballots were actually sent out in the first place. Have you heard about that thing? Oh, yeah, that thing. That thing is uh, Donald Trump attacking black people. That's what that is. Oh, good. Thank you for clearing that up. Thank you for clearing that up. Thank you for keeping me safe. In terms of the certification. And I feel like we're sort of now waking up to new new realities. One of the things that I'm concerned about is... New realities. <laughs> yes, the reality, the new reality where you can get 700,000 more votes returned than you actually mailed out to people. <laughs> That's the new reality now. It's what the Trump administration is going to do during this lame duck period and in the transition uh -huh. to try to set the place on fire, proverbially, Set the place on fire? Set the place on fire? <laughs> what balls? What balls does... <laughs> Speechless. <laughs> How dare anybody in the corporate press accuse anybody else of setting anything on fire? The, the fires are still burning in half a dozen fucking cities. Including Philadelphia, Philly, Oregon, LA. They've been burning cities down all summer. Well, you know what? I What I really fear is Donald Trump is going to burn everything down. <laughs> remember, remember when their brain dead troglodytic listeners were burning things down, burning buildings down. And, you know, the Trump supporters were saying, somebody's got to put to stop to put a stop to this. They were saying, you can't do that. That's fascism. So I was like, okay, then the cities continue to burn. 
And now we got to accuse the other guys of burning things. Oh, it's fucking gold, isn't it? It's gold. I love you, Rachel. Don't ever change. But I think a lot of people are also worried about what you were just describing there, uh-huh. about these tactics both by the president. It's just tactics. <laughs> See each individual word. Each individual word needs to be unpacked and unwrapped and analysed. You can legit. You can sit there in front of a Senate hearing and say the official numbers state that seven hundred thousand more votes were returned than actually were sent out. Why did that happen? And the best you're going to get on MSNBC and the corporate media and Rachel Maddow's show is they're going to accuse you of targeting black people and they're going to say it's a tactic to destroy democracy. This is why. Again, I made the point earlier. When people say the reason why people don't trust the, the, the corporate media is because Donald Trump calls them fake news. It's like, no, no, no. This is why people don't trust you, Rachel. This, this shit here, what you're doing here, this is why people don't trust you. They already didn't trust you before Donald Trump. They trust you even less now. President and by his campaign and by Republicans who support him, that after an election, elections officials are now subject to lobbying, subject to pressure, subject to enticement or, um, or threats. Wasn't it the two Republicans that were threatened with death? Wasn't it the two Republican officials that had death threats because they refused to confirm the results? Remember that? Remember that? So Donald Trump is burning down democracy and apparently the right-wingers are now sending death threats to people. Complete inversion of reality. They even reported on it on MSNBC. Of course, when GOP representatives get death threats, they don't say GOP representatives get death threats. They'll say something like, people are upset that uh, officials (laughs) are not racing to confirm the results. That's what they'll say. Something like that. When when an FBI agent coerces people into talking about a kidnapping plot, they won't shut up about it for a month. Some people are upset. In a way that should get them to do whatever their party or the party in power or anybody else who has. Okay, so what are you going to do about this? Because this is very this is very troubling to me, Rachel. I'm a big fan of yours. You know I love you. So what are you going to do about this? Because, you know, we need to stop this situation from coming up ever again. We can't allow people to legally challenge a result because that's destroying democracy. Okay, we know that, you know, when people use the legal system in a legal fashion to begin proceedings to challenge an official result, I mean, that's basically the same thing as burning the country down, right? So we need to stop this from taking place. How should we deal with people in the future who challenge election results, Rachel? What should we do with them? Uh, an effect in terms of influencing them can get them to do. Uh-huh. I want that not, I want to go back to that 
not being a norm in our democracy. I'm worried that now that the Trump administration has set this president, uh -huh. it will be. And it feels like the only way to stop that becoming the new normal, at least in Republican politics, is for some people to go to jail for it or to... Let that settle in. Hug your children. Oh, I, I told you it was a good one, didn't I? Oh, 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 hey, hello, hi, <laughs> Want to hear it again? Want to hear it again? Yes. People who challenge the election result should go to jail. As president, it will be. And it feels like the only way to stop that becoming the new normal, at least in Republican politics, is for some people to go to jail for it. Or I don't understand why people don't trust the corporate media. You know, it's time to come together and heal, isn't it, really? So imagine this situation. Take it from my perspective as an outsider looking in. Watching the most powerful country on earth fucking tear itself apart right now. The same people who are telling you it's time to come together and heal. We need to heal. Okay. There needs to be unity. Everybody's got to recover from this very divisive four years. It's awful. You have a situation where just in one state, we just heard the testimony. In one state, 700,000 more votes were returned than were actually even mailed out in the first place. 25,000 of those votes were returned the day before they were mailed out. How that fucking happens, I'll never know. It was so absurd that people in the Senate hearing were openly laughing at the information because it was so ridiculous, so unbelievable. Now, on the back of this and other things, proceedings have been, you know, started, motions have been started to say, hey, maybe we should have a closer look at this because I'm not sure everything about this result is kosher. You know, I'm a little bit sceptical about this. I'm a bit sceptical of how you can receive more votes than you actually send out. <laughs> so I ne I, we need to know more about this. And the corporate press in response via Rachel Maddow, and, and again, it's your legal right to challenge election results. That's, that's part of the system. If you want people to have trust in the system, the system, then... You should be welcoming legal challenges to the results because though that is part of the system. A legal challenge to the result is part of the system. And if you want people to trust the system, then they have to trust the legal challenges. And the response from Rachel Maddow, people who do this should be thrown in jail. Why? Because we're protecting democracy. That's why. We're protecting democracy by putting people who don't trust the system, who, who bring legitimate legal questions to the debate, 
We need to throw them in jail so this never happens again. Not being a norm in our democracy, I'm worried that now that the Trump administration has set this precedent, it will be. And it feels like the only way to stop that becoming the new normal, at least in Republican politics, is for some people to go to jail for it. There you have it. Oh, it's a good one. (laughs) I told you. With that, ladies and gentlemen, let's take a quick five-minute break. I have to go to the little boys' room, and when we return, we will go over some of the heroes of COVID plus some other fun things I've got for you on this Wednesday night edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. Stick around. comedy songs organic handmade with painstaking care put into every note well look no further than irrational times using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later irrational times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level new songs and sketches every week so check it out Idiot boogie bumper. Idiot boogie bumper. Idiot boogie. Really giving that one a workout? Come on. Dlive.tv slash JJ Stone, and we love JJ here on the show. The world is a terrible place, full of terrible people doing terrible things. Thankfully, there's a weekly live stream that doesn't sugarcoat it for you. Join Major Tom Saturdays at 10 p.m. for the Big Empty. That's Major underscore Tom on DLive. Make sure to use zeros for O's because your life really is that hard. Patriots, this is your favorite Southerner, Doc Martin. Just wanted to remind you to put on your calendars to join me and your favorite near-to-wheel Yankee, Bill D'Angelo, on Saturday nights, beginning with Promises Kept at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by the Speakeasy with all of your favorite Patriots. You never know what we might cuss and discuss. That's right, Doc Martin. This is everybody's favorite Yankee, Phil D'Angelo speaking. And on Saturday night, we could have Kimmy, wise censor, defectionately known as Electrolux, the original grandma, UK Neil, Rusty, and his famous sound test show, Coffee Talk with Sandra, Earth Citizen, Stefan, the infamous Grandma Sears, Mac Daddy may even make a show up, or virtually anyone else in the world for some irrelevant fun. 
Yankee evening irreverent fun. So be sure to join us on Twitch, Periscope, DLive, or YouTube. That's right, Doc. Follow us at Winning TV on all of those channels. So be sure and put it on your calendar. We'll be looking for you. We'll leave the porch light on. I still think it's irrelevant fun. Well, why are you fumbling for coins when you have a heavy bag? <laughs> There's a place that we can go to watch old things. All the warm, fuzzy member berries it brings. It's a special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. Karaoke movies and old cartoons. We hope to see you over there very soon. It's our special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. When we were kids and there wasn't any school We'd sit and watch all the best cartoons Eating cereal until it was noon We never thought that 30 years later It'd still be cool Saturday night and cheesy movies The ones that used to show us boobies It's our special little spot tucked away on D-Live Enjoy the joy of Pessy. Enjoy the joy of Pessy. Enjoy the joy of Pessy. This Justin, the global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. More right around this world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. You gotta get back up and shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie pumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. Coming back. Second half of the show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Thank you for joining us. Uh, if you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course... If you'd like to keep me safe, then you can do so by following me on Twitter, at Boogie Bumper. Speaking of Twitter, I cast an eye over this story yesterday, and I thought you may appreciate it. Twitter to warn users when they like controversial tweets. (laughs) Thank you for keeping me safe, Twitter. Thank you so much for keeping me safe. Jim Enward with the diamond. Thank you so Why doesn't Jim have a... Why, answer me this. Why does Jim not have a little hatchet? Jim should have himself a little hatchet. Let's get Jim, let's get Jim a little hatchet there. There you go. There you go. Jimbo. Jimbo. Jimbo scores himself a little hatchet. Thank you, Jim. Uh, I missed the comment, though. <laughs> I think something about bringing you joy. Well, I'm happy to help. I'm happy to help. But don't, the joy may be fleeting. The joy may be short-lived. <laughs> don't touch that like button. 
Twitter has unveiled a new policy to display warnings when users like a labelled tweet. Now they're even coming after your likes. Twitter has outlined a wide range of updates to undermine conservative opposition amid the recent 2020 presidential election. Giving context on why a labelled tweet is misleading under our election, COVID-19 and synthetic and manipulated media rules is vital. There's just so many. They're just layering rules on top of rules, on top of rules, on top of rules, on top of rules. You know what happens when you start layering rules on top of rules, on top of rules, on top of rules, on top of rules? Things become far less fun and they work far less often. If you want an example, just look at government. (laughs) Twitter declared on Monday as it unveiled yet another policy change. The official Twitter account explained that new prompts in recent months, quote, helped decrease, quote, tweets of misleading information by 29%. I love how they say it's not about suppression. It's not about suppression. It's not about, uh, you know, strangling certain Twitter accounts. It's not about uh, stopping certain information from getting out there. It's just about providing context. And then they boast about how, uh, you know, certain tweets have been reduced by 29%. Oh, thank you for keeping me safe, Twitter. Thank you. Now the platform, quote, is expanding them to show when you tap to like a labelled tweet. Readers can see a clear political angle in Twitter's uh, Twitter's example of a controversial tweet featuring the statement, quote, mail-in votes will be harder to count and track, leading to unreliable results. This apparently is an example of a controversial tweet. Now, this is very, this puts me in a very difficult position because I'll often like tweets that I disagree with because the like button is not an agree button. Like, far be it from me to tell Twitter how to do their fucking job, but if you want it to be an agree button, then call it an agree button. But it's not an agree button. It's a like button. I can like something I disagree with. Right? It's really not not that much of a stretch. Liking something is not the same as agreeing with something. But now, apparently on Twitter, it is. So if you like a tweet, now Twitter is going to say, hey, are you sure you want to publicly endorse this? Are you sure you want to publicly agree with this particular controversial tweet? You know, this isn't going to go well with your social credit score. Think about how others may view you if you like this tweet. (laughs) You wouldn't want to get a bad reputation around here for liking controversial tweets now, would you? The tweet example was labelled, this is disputed and help keep Twitter a place for reliable info. Find out more before sharing. (laughs) Do more reading before you share this tweet, citizen. Absolutely wonderful. Thank you for keeping me safe, Twitter. Thank you so much. Um, And I just have one more little fun item here for you before we go to some of the heroes of COVID, ladies and gentlemen. I like to keep you abreast of what's happening down here in Australia from time to time. And as you know, on this show, we you know, quite often cover the reach of the surveillance state. 
facial recognition software, tracking apps on your phones, having to sign in now before you, you know, go into a restaurant or go to a concert or anything like that, having to hand over your personal details constantly. Uh, you know, in the future, you won't be allowed to travel unless you get a, an immunity passport, which proves that you've had a vaccine against COVID-19 and whatnot. Well, I can go you one better. What if a very leafy, rich suburb in Sydney was being run by raccoons? I said raccoons. What do you think would happen? What do you think the first rule a raccoon would... (laughs) This is so stupid. What do you think the first rule a raccoon running a city council might bring in? How about if you thought the tracking... Thank you for keeping me safe, by the way, government. If you thought tracking you through your phone and tracking your medical history and keeping tabs on you wherever you go and cameras on every corner and facial recognition software being used to bring up your identity to the authorities whenever you're doing anything, just walking down the street, minding your own business. If you thought that that doesn't go far enough, then have a look at this. This is wonderful. Randwick Council has become the latest to announce it's now spying on household garbage, sending inspectors to rummage through bins and issue two warnings to recycling offenders. <laughs> we gotta, I'll start it again because the video hiccuped. All right. <laughs> Randwick Council has become the latest to announce it's now spying on household garbage sending inspectors to rummage through bins and issue warnings to recycling offenders. Recycling offenders. (laughs) Imagine that. Imagine the city hiring people to go around and rummage through your garbage. You know, once upon a time, it was a crime to rummage through people's garbage. Did you know that? Did you know that? Uh, because that's why you used to have to do it sneakily. You, you, that's how um, private investigators fought, used to do profiles on people. Now they don't have to. Now they just log on to Facebook and you tell them everything they want to know about you anyway. But before the internet, if you were a private investigator or if you were trying to dig up information on somebody, you would rummage through their garbage. You'd look for like old bills and stuff, old credit card statements, and then from that, you can start to build a psychological profile on somebody, right? You can, you can learn a lot by going through people's garbage. You can see, you know, if there's a family living there, if it's just you, uh, do you have pets, right? Uh, how much do you spend on groceries? Like, all sorts of shit you can figure out by rummaging through people's garbage. And now 2020, peak 2020, ladies and gentlemen, the city now hires people to go through your rubbish. <laughs> and if they find, a you know, an aluminum can where it's not supposed to be, they're going to send you a letter. Lady of Diamonds, Gypsy with a Diamond. Philadelphia has been doing that for years. It'll never happen here, though. They say it's a vital education process to cut waste going to landfill. Oh, my God. But opponents say it's an invasion of privacy. It's... Uh, I'm sure there's some people who have some concerns. It's a dirty job, but someone's got to do it. Minister of Fun Kimmy, exactly. Thank you for bringing that up. Uh, Minister of Fun Kimmy with the diamond. Hasn't there been a story about clear trash bins? Yes, we did that on the show like before it was a podcast, remember, on one of the Thursday night streams. 
uh, one of the city councils was going to bring in clear garbage bins so everybody in the street could see your garbage. And so we determined from that we should, I would just use it as a trolling opportunity. Like I would I would get a mannequin, for example, and dismember it and put it in the bin. <laughs> get the head, like buy a pig's head from the local butcher. So when the person opens, I'll buy one every single week. I don't care. And as soon as the person opens the bin to go through my garbage, there's just a dead pig staring at them. Maybe put a cigar in its mouth. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Just fill up the bin full of sex toys and then put one diaper on top of the garbage. <laughs> fill your fill your garbage bin up with empty Jack Daniels bottles and then put your uh, pilot's license application form on top of the empty Jack Daniels bottles. Fuck them. If they're going to go through my garbage, I am absolutely going to fuck with them. Because then they'll say it's a crime. You can only throw out things that you actually use in your house. You're making life difficult for the people rummaging through your trash. (laughs) You need to take this seriously, citizen. Fuck you. Fuck you. I would absolutely fuck with them. Like they don't do it in my council, but if they ever start doing it, I'll start I'll start taking pictures of the fucked up things I put in the garbage bin and I'll start posting them on Twitter. Look, <laughs> look, you got a fake dead body in my bin today. <laughs> Fill it with Nazi armbands. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Just leave a little note on the top of the garbage and say, the really seedy shit's right at the bottom. You're going to have to dig deep. Put a little note on top of the garbage and say, I put all of my recycling right at the bottom, so if you want to find it, you're going to have to get your arms dirty. Fuck you. Fuck your mother. (laughs) How much do you want this? How much do you want this job? You're going to earn it when you come to my bin. Fuck them. So ridiculous. That's the feeling in Randwick where staff are searching garbage bins to make sure people are dumping the right stuff. It wouldn't worry us. <laughs> we don't have much to hide. Good- These fucking boomers. How much how much over policing and invasion of privacy? I mean, this is the mentality behind things like the Patriot Act. These fucking boomers, this attitude that these old hippies have. Hey, I'm not doing anything wrong, so I've got nothing to worry about. These are the people responsible for this. Hey, I don't care if the government listens to all of my phone conversations. I'm not a terrorist. I don't care if people are rummaging through my garbage bin like hungry feral cats because I've got nothing to hide. Okay, if you've got nothing to hide, then let's take all the curtains off your windows. How about that? Oh, you can't do that. Then shut the fuck up. Then shut the fuck up. I can't remember who did it, but there's a great clip floating around on YouTube somewhere. And you can find it if you if you can if you know how to find it, you'll probably find it. There's a great clip. I don't even know. It might have been Mark Dice. I'm not sure. But back before everybody knew who he was, whoever it is, whatever. 
And so they're going around and they're asking people, would you be okay with, you know, this the government proposing this level of surveillance to look for terrorists and stuff? And everyone's like, yeah, that's a great idea. I don't care. I've got nothing to hide. I don't care if the government reads my emails. I'm not a terrorist. And, they, and he's like, okay, good. Can I see your search history? And they all go, uh, no. <laughs> no. I don't care about government surveillance. It's keeping us safe and I've got nothing to hide. Cool. Can I look at your Google search history? Pfft, no. That's an invasion of privacy, bro. <laughs> Like earlier, I put a tweet out, um, you know, like a, a new announcement has been made now, you know, so you're not going to be allowed to travel internationally. You can't come to Australia anymore. Well, this is the rule that they're proposing. Uh, you can't come to Australia anymore unless you've had a coronavirus vaccine. So we're all either, if you don't want to take the vaccine, you're going to be stuck here very shortly. So you can't come to Australia, you can't leave Australia unless you've taken the coronavirus vaccine. And I put out a tweet saying, okay, so this is how it starts. Then it will be domestic travel. And then it will be, you're not allowed to catch a bus unless you've had the vaccine. And then you won't be allowed to go to the restaurants unless you've had a vaccine. And then you won't be allowed to go to work unless you've had the vaccine. And then you won't be allowed to leave your home unless you've had the vaccine. And some some uh, Twitter genius replied underneath it, good, with a question mark. <laughs> Um, good. <laughs> you can always identify the level of, that you're dealing with. Like, if somebody writes a question with one word, then you know the purpose of that. So I don't even bother replying to those people. I just laughed. I'm like, yes, of course. The government, the government is banning you from doing things, shutting down your business, rolling out mass surveillance, and coercing you to take a vaccine because they love you and want to keep you safe. They love you and want to protect you. That's why they're doing it. But then the very same people at the next election will go, you can't trust a single thing this government says. Because they're idiots. These people are stupid. <laughs> same thing applies here. I've got nothing to hide. You can go through my garbage. I've got nothing to hide. Oh, okay, can we look in your bedroom then? Pff, I don't think so. <laughs> the government can read my emails. I'm not a terrorist. Oh, okay. Can we look at your Google search history? I'd, no. Ew, no. It's fucking great, isn't it? The right stuff. It wouldn't worry us. <laughs> what would? We don't have much to hide. It's a great idea. I mean, just to, you know, let people know to you know how to recycle it. Do the wrong thing and you'll get a friendly warning. A tag is left on the bin offering advice and guidance for the resident. <laughs> you for the advice and guidance. That's not creepy at all. That's not creepy at all. So a government official is going to leave me a little note? Hi, it's like it's like the paperclip in the old Microsoft Word program that nobody asked for. They've just transported the paperclip into fucking real life now. Hi, I, I've noticed that you're throwing your cans into the wrong bin. Would you like some help? <laughs> Go fuck yourself. I noticed that you're putting plastic bags in the recycling bin. Would you like some help with that? I'm just your friendly neighborhood stalker offering you some advice and guidance. <laughs> 
To some, that's snooping, an invasion of privacy. To some. I think uh, it's, it is intrusive and I think people will, there will be people who will get offended at the fact that our staff are going through their, uh, their waste. Others go further. Now we get uh, this kind of spy tactics. I've said it before and I'll say it again, we're not communist China. An ironic... Uh, we're kind of close though. <laughs> what is that even? That's a dumb argument. Like, I, I probably have the same position as him, but I'd, I'd try to think of a better way of saying it. People go through my bin, we're not communist China. <laughs> At some point, the communist China reference gets used ad absurdum, you know? <laughs> okay, you're right. We're not communist China. How is this going to solve the problem of creepy little government employees rummaging through my trash, though? That's not going to convince anybody stance since his council also snoops, leaving these reminders on bins. In fact, most councils do check, often via truck-mounted cameras. Uh -huh. Supporters say snooping is vital if people are to learn what's recyclable and what's not. A broken teacup, for example, can ruin a whole truckload of glass, sending it to landfill. It's about education. The people who make the rules are always, always, to steal a line from Alex Jones, chicken-necked little sissies. Right Got to follow the rules. We need to follow the rules. We need to take a zero-tolerance approach. You know, this is incredibly vital. We need to have people paid by the government to rummage through your trash like hungry feral cats because it's incredibly vital if we're going to, uh, you know, save the planet. It's about education. Chicken-necked little, chicken little pansies. <laughs> Fucking unreal, mate. Oh, God. Um, it's about uh, making sure that uh, residents um, aren't wasting their recycling efforts. They say it's about, it's about, it's about. Uh, like I said, this is just a trolling opportunity. And if they ever start rummaging through my trash to see whether or not I'm a good recycler or not, like I said, I, I think the first thing I'll do is a pig's head with a cigar hanging out of its mouth, looking at them. And then the next thing I'll do is a, a, a garbage bin full of sex toys. And then after that, a garbage bin full of empty Jack Daniels bottles with a pilot's license application just sitting on top. And then I think it was Foggy in the chat. Fill it up with Nazi armbands. <laughs> he does look like Alfred E. Newman, doesn't he? Hey, he does. <laughs> Can we find Alfred E. Newman somewhere? Very good pickup. What, me worry? Alfred E. Newman, if you're not familiar, is the talisman of Mad Magazine. Let's have a look here. Oh, oh, it's very close. <laughs> one or number two? Number one and number two. Number one and number two. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Let's do this. Let's get to some of the heroes of COVID because there's been a lot of depressing news in 2020, ladies and gentlemen. 
There's been a lot of reasons to be upset with the world and upset with life. But I'm here to tell you because people often say that I'm too negative all the time. Why don't you be more positive? It's like, all right, you want positive? How about this? We're testing positive for coronavirus heroes today, ladies and gentlemen. Let's kick it off with this one with Mother of the Year. Mum who says masks are child abuse throws her kid a 250-person homecoming party. This comes courtesy of the Daily Beast, which now hates teenagers having fun. In a city outside Atlanta, conspiracies are all the rage, and parents did not let the massive coronavirus surge stop a special day for teens. <laughs> in any other year, a glittering homecoming dance in McDonough, 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 Georgia, wouldn't be controversial. But during the raging coronavirus pandemic, from which at least 257,000 plus change Americans have died, uh, Ola High School had no plans to host a mass gathering of singing and sweating teenagers. So parents in the town, about 35 miles south of Atlanta, did it themselves with a few precautions. Photos on social media show students wearing bronzer and hoop earrings, boys wore rented tuxedos, to match their date's blue satin, bright green homecoming court sashes set draped across sequin dresses and giant crowds rested atop loose curls. How about that? Looking good, girls. It's my daughter's senior year, so I hosted a dance. One parent, Beth Knight, told the Daily Beast over Facebook Messenger, it was terrific. We sold over 300 tickets but only about 250 kids actually showed up because they were warned by teachers and coaches that they should not attend because of the virus. Knight added, this is the mum, the kids who came had fun. <laughs> Look at the homecoming king and queen. Aren't they wonderful? I am noticing, though, a lot of white children which is probably why the Daily Beast wrote an article about it. A trawl of social media accounts linked to the event with not a mask in sight appeared to confirm it. It was just the latest in a laundry list of weddings, dances, religious gatherings and concerts, otherwise known as Life Daily Beast. I don't know if you're aware of that or not. Otherwise known as Living Your Life. Couples, parents and church leaders have gathered in crowds despite months of repeated messages from authorities. Wow, that, then that should, that should tell you something, Daily Beast. Couples, parents and church, church leaders have gathered in crowds despite months of repeated messages from authorities. Could it be that people are giving the middle finger to the authorities? Could that possibly be the case? I don't understand. We've been battering these people with fear porn constantly for the last nine months and they're still having fun. <laughs> we need to start rummaging through their garbage bins immediately. <laughs> Dancing it off. One apparent attendee posted on Instagram squatting in front of a wall with students in black and red dresses behind him. This do be our last hoko. I, I, hoko, I, I don't know. Oh, it appears to be the vogue term for homecoming. Thank you, Daily Beast. Thank you for keeping me informed, Daily Beast. Last week, the Daily Beast reported that parents at a school in Rolla, Missouri, threw a homecoming dance for up to 200 students in that community as infections spread in the aftermath of the event. Yeah, but they're young. They'll get over it. It's only the old people that are dying. <laughs> Let's be fair here. And the old people vote Republican anyway. So whatever. 
I mean, 75-year-olds aren't getting invited to homecoming, are they? So really, what's the problem here? But there you go. Uh, and it's been accused of being a super spreader event anyway. But look at these lovely people. Look at these beautiful, young, vibrant people enjoying their homecoming, huh? Isn't it wonderful? Congratulations, Mum. How about this one? Oh, look at me. Hello. I'm rambling again. Since there won't be a starting block stream labs, I gotta do it here. Took me a second to find it, but here's a German classic. Okay. Now go buy a couple of beers and bug Greeno with it. Holy shit. Thank you for the donation. That's very generous. Victor Von Schroom, 25 bucks, man. Thank you so much. You didn't have to do that. Uh, ben K. Veritas with a diamond. Haven't the beasties and officials read the Grinch? No, they don't care about the Grinch. Fuck the Grinch. This is COVID. Come on. Don't make me go through your garbage, Ben. <laughs> okay, let's see what uh, Victor von Schroom set us through here. Uh, Otto, Otto und Sid, mein bester Freund, which I assume is going to be my best friend, but my German is a little terrible. Let's have a look here. <laughs> the bell and get your cheese, man. Thank you for the sub, camera. You find the strangest stuff. Mein bester Freund, der ehrlich mit mir meint, wenn auch der Himmel weint und keine Sonne scheint, ich bin mein bester Freund. Mein bester Freund. Moment mal, ich dachte immer, ich bin dein bester Freund. Sing ich doch die ganze Zeit. Ich bin mein bester Freund. Der ehrlich mit Thank you, Victor. <laughs> I'll let Greeno know that he is mein bester Freund. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. Where the hell were we? I don't ever know. <laughs> All right. Back. Yes, COVID heroes. Nottinghamshire. Let's go to the UK. Nottinghamshire hot tub party host didn't believe in COVID laws. Woo! Well, it's all fun. It's all good and dandy to be in the hot tub. But you know what's more fun? Following the rules. You can't follow rules when you're having a hot tub party. That's the whole point of having a hot tub party. Fuck the rules. I don't even know whose genitals these are. That's the rule. <laughs> We're all getting drunk and naked in the hot tub. We're not here to follow rules. We, uh, you're in a bacteria pool to begin with. Who cares about COVID? I don't know whose genetic material that is floating around my arm when I'm taking a sip of champagne, but I know I'm not catching COVID before I catch herpes in this fucking thing. 
A hot tub party host who told officers he didn't believe in COVID-19 laws has been ordered to appear in court, police said. Exactly. Let's play guess whose genitals. Nottinghamshire police were called to reports of a party in Poplar Grove, in Poplar Grove, Forest Town, on Saturday. So people are people are calling up the the police if their neighbours are in the hot tub. How fucking weird! Look what's happening here. Look at these stories. We're hiring government employees to rummage through your garbage like hungry raccoons, and neighbours are like you can just imagine it too. Some some fucking snarky, malnourished sick and demented little freak looking, watching through his curtain, right? With just like one eye, (laughs) one eye looking through the curtain at the neighbor's hot tub, probably masturbating furiously while at the same time calling the police. But if you invited that sick little malnourished freak over to the hot tub party, he wouldn't have called the police. You know what I mean? He's just, he's just sitting there watching angrily masturbating. (sighs) Why didn't they invite me? They'd never invite me. <laughs> you know, why didn't they inv- They never invite me to their stupid... I didn't even want to go to this stupid little hot tub party anyway. <laughs> what, is there going to be girls there? Oh, no, you would never invite me, Aloysius. You never invite poor old Aloysius to the girl parties. <laughs> Bring in my bins, Aloysius. Can you get my mail when I'm on holidays, Aloysius? Yeah, yeah, I'll do everything, but you never invite me to the girl parties in the hot tub. <laughs> I hate these people. Hello, police. People are having fun in the house next to me. There's girls topless in the hot tub. That's what I imagine was happening. Some sick, demented little freak who hasn't seen sun in in years angrily masturbating while looking through the curtain. Annoyed that people next door were having fun in the hot tub. Had to, had to put a stop to it. Had to dob them in. <laughs> the hidden hand. You're creeping me out, man. Man, man, man. <clears throat> when, when the police arrived, they found people believed to be from up to five different households mixing. Sounds like fun. The host was reported for summons to court and six people at the party were dispersed. Police added the 32-year-old had refused to give his details and when they tried to explain the law, he told them he didn't believe in COVID-19 legislation and continued to be obstructive. (laughs) There you have it. As As if catching COVID would be your main concern when you're having a hot tub party. That's insane. How about this one? This could be my favourite. Man fined for breaking French COVID lockdown to, quote, smash a guy's face in. (laughs) This could be the best one. This could be my favourite COVID hero. Police say the 39-year-old had filled a form stating that he had a legitimate reason to leave home. (laughs) Ah, the French. French police have found a man who left his home with a written lockdown declaration stating he was heading out to smash a guy's face in. (laughs) I have a legitimate reason. I'm going to beat this fucking guy to death. That's what I'm doing. Fuck this guy. (laughs) So they're making you fill out out forms now to give them, like, what's your reason for going outside today, sir? Well, I'm going to... 
I am catching the subway into uh, Paris, and I'm going to meet with uh, Jean-Paul, and I'm going to smash his fucking face in. This is what I am doing. <laughs> the man who has not been named had reportedly correctly filled, he correctly filled the legally required declaration, known as an attestation with his name, address. So he wasn't hiding it. Here's my name. Here's my address. Here's my phone number. If you want to get in contact with me, I'm going to be in this town smashing this guy's face in. (laughs) And the time he left his home in Brittany. However, officers found that instead of ticking one of the boxes stating legitimate reason to go outside during France's national lockdown, these include going shopping, visiting the doctor, traveling to work, or exercising for up to one hour at a maximum distance of one kilometer. Your one hour of allotted yard time. I mean, people used to laugh at me when I would say they're going to turn the world into a prison. They all they already have. You get one hour yard exercise time. That's what that's what prisoners in maximum security who are on death row get. You could have raped and murdered a five-year-old and be on death row, and you, you know, in some ways you have more freedom than people who have broken no law but just happen to live in France. Scary, huh? <laughs> However, officers found that instead of ticking one of the boxes stating a legitimate reason to go outside, these include shopping, visiting the doctor, traveling to work, or exercising for up to one hour, the man had written. Uh, I, I can't read French. An activity not covered by the form. So the the in French, he wrote, I'm going to smash a guy's face in. <laughs> Daniel Kadaran, the local police chief, said his officers had discovered the 39-year-old lurking behind a car late on Friday evening. He was lurking. Maybe, maybe he worked for the city and he was going through their trash. Who knows? Isn't that funny? So you can be arrested if you go through your neighbor's garbage, right? For snooping. You can go, you can be arrested for stalking if you go through your neighbor's garbage. But if you work for the government, you that's fine. You're allowed to go through people's garbage then. You know why? Uh, because it's about it's about uh, protecting the planet and it's about, you know, educating people. It's about educating people to do the right thing. When he asked what he was doing, he explained that he was waiting for someone to smash their face in. <laughs> he had written the form with his real name and the time he left home, but we told him his reason for going out was not valid. He was trying to fulfill the letter of the law in his own way. <laughs> what do you mean it's not valid to want to smash a guy's face in? He deserved it, Your Honor. All right. One more. This one was sent through to me by Frozen Asian. Thank you so much, Frozo. A Toronto restaurant defies lockdown orders and then police arrive. Let's have a look at this. Another COVID A display here. of defiance against the province's lockdown order. A Toronto barbecue restaurant reopens to indoor dining, clashing with police and bylaw officers who arrived on scene. What the hell is a bylaw officer? Good afternoon. The protest comes amid growing frustration from small business owners. They call the province's COVID pandemic protection plan unfair, and at least one man vowed to make a public statement about it. Okay. 
CTV's Austin Laney will have more on this story a little later on in the newscast, but he joins us. And actually, Austin is here now. Austin Laney joins us now. Uh, Austin, you are at Queen Elizabeth Boulevard in Etobicoke with the latest on the drama. That Could you please stop honking? I'm trying to besmirch you. Please stop honking. I'm trying I'm trying to pillory you on national TV. Can you please have a little courtesy? I'm trying to do a hit piece on you. For the love of God. Is that them? Is it Lonely Chef in the chat? SundayRiverBrewingCompany.com. Is that them? I'm gonna grab that. I'm gonna grab that. Cause people like that need to be supported as far as I'm concerned. It is, it is. Thank you very much for the link. Let's have a look at this. Oh, so this is a different place, the place in Maine, Sunday River Brewing Company. Right, okay. Yep. They, oh, look at the lovely beers here. Look at these. Oh, my. The Redstone Ale is a deeply coloured ale brewed with a generous amount of Pacific Northwest hops. Redstone's reddish hue is derived from crystal malt in ash, in mash, dry hopped, 5.5% alcohol by volume. Big, bold, and black. English Golding's hops in a blend of dark and roasted malt provides a full-bodied taste with hints of dark fruit and toffee. Maybach Golden Lager blends toasty Munich and Vienna malts with German hops. This combination creates a larger yielding malty sweetness with a satisfying hop flavor. Tasty, tasty. All right, but I think that's a different place. Let's get back to our Canuck bros here. That unfolded, of course. This is breaking news, so you're joining us now. Breaking Go news. Breaking well, news. You can see the lineup behind me. These are the fans of this barbecue joint. It's uh, called Adamson's Barbecue in Etobicoke. Last night he... Fucking look at it. They're lined up down the street. Woo! I love to see this. I mean, they're already going through your garbage. What else have you got to give? This is what I say to people sometimes. How much are you willing to give here? You know, because a lot of my friends are like pro-lockdown, right? Oh, we've got to keep locked down. Got to keep locking down. And I'll say that. How much more How much more are you willing to give them? How far are you willing to go? Because I guarantee you there's a point. For every person that says I'm pro-lockdown, 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 there is a point where they will stop being pro-lockdown as soon as it affects them. Right? There would be something that they have, some place that they like, or something that they have that they don't want to see gone. And when it's gone, that's when they'll stop supporting lockdown. I know, and, and a good point. What kind of an arsehole says barbecue isn't essential? <laughs> Sorry. I'll go to war for barbecue. <laughs> and I unironically. Oh, your barbecue is not essential. Really? Foggy in the chat. Fuck your government. Barbecue and beer for all. Absolutely. Uh, the owner of the place put out a, a message on Instagram saying that he would be uh, opening in defiance of the provincial rules and uh, have indoor dining. What we're looking at here are the supporters of Adamson's Barbecue. They came here early as well, as well as people who uh, who were not supporters, who were worried about the, uh, the spread of COVID in the neighbourhood. Wait, wait, wait. People who don't support this restaurant opening are now showing up to the restaurant because they're concerned that people are gathering in large numbers? Can you be any dumber? 
you must be the stupidest motherfuckers on planet Earth. <laughs> How about the irony of this? So you have people going to the barbecue place because they want barbecue and they want to support the place that's defying the lockdown orders in order to get said barbecue. That's why they're there. They're there. They're there. They're there. That's why they are there. And then apparently you have another group of people who are against this. They hate this. They think it's dangerous that people are gathering in large numbers at a particular place at a particular time. So these fucking geniuses say, hey, you know what we should do? We should all go down there. (laughs) We should all go down there and gather in large numbers to show how against gathering in large numbers we are. Fuck me. I know which side I'd rather be on. At least I'm getting fed. At least I'm getting barbecue out of being here. You're just standing around in the cold fucking mincing about it. Ugh. You're just standing there bitching. You don't even get ribs, bro. How fucking stupid are you people? We need to gather in large numbers to show that we are against people gathering in large numbers. (laughs) Thank you for keeping me safe. Fuckwits. It's, it's the only it's the only word I can I can think of that fully encapsulates how stupid these people are. I, if I was down there waiting in line for barbecue and someone was in a group of people telling me that it's wrong to be in a group of people, I would just look at him. I wouldn't even get angry. I'd just look at him and say, "Mate, you're a fuckwit." <laughs> Clown world. Peak clown world. Has finally had enough and decided to open their business. True to the promise to open indoors, diners sat down at 11 this morning and began eating, defying the lockdown rules. How do you feel about a possible fine? Can you guys please move out of the way because you're blocking the entrance to my restaurant? Hey, you're against people standing together and you're here to do a hit piece? Why don't the half a dozen of you who are standing shoulder to shoulder get the fuck out of the way? (laughs) Fucking good on him. Get, move out of the way. You are blocking the entrance to my restaurant. Get out of here. Fucking jog on. (laughs) Fuck the press. Really, I love him. I love him. It started last night with this Instagram post from go. Adam Skelly, the owner of Adamson's Barbecue, saying the location will be open for indoor dining. So why are we getting singled out? And the big multinational corporations are all essential while they're packed. Good point. Any takers? Any of you lockdown fags want to take a hit at that one? Why is a small barbecue joint that appears to be in the middle of some fucking industrial area somewhere, like there's not much around him, why is some small little barbecue joint being forced to close when all of the big hitters are like, no, come on in, come on in, line up out the front, pack them in, we can't get enough customers right now. Why would that be the case? 
<laughs> static void because we said so. <laughs> That's pretty much it, isn't it? That's pretty much where we're at. The government has turned into the shitty parent. Mum, can I go and stay at Sally's house? No, you can't. Why not? Because I said so. But I, but I need a reason. You don't need a reason. I'm your, I'm your mother, and I'm telling you no because I don't want you to go because I said so. Because I want you here. <laughs> but everybody else is open. Everybody else is allowed to go. I don't care what everybody else is doing. If everybody else jumped off a cliff, would you do it? <laughs> yes, I would, to get away from you. You maniacal, overbearing shit. I would do it, given the chance. Because you're blocking the entrance to my restaurant. <laughs> it started last night with this Instagram post from Adam Skelly, the owner of Adamson's Barbecue, saying the location will be open for indoor dining. So why are we getting singled out? And the big multinational corporations multinational. are all essential while they're packed. Come on, guys. Enough is enough. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Come on. The Premier acknowledged yesterday the lockdown is not always fair. It's tough. It's tough to balance the, the health and the well-being of, of society because that's the number one priority. Thank you for keeping me safe. They're, they're shutting down all of the small independent operations and keeping the large multinational corporations open because they care about my safety. <laughs> you'd, you'd have to have a, a head made out of solid oak to believe that. Oh. They're keeping the multinational corporations running because they care that I might get sick. Oh, they really... You know, what I love most about the government is they love us and protect us so much. Now, Adam's chef, uh, Lonely Chef, in the chat with the with the link there, Adamson Barbecue. There you go, adamsonbarbecue.com. Thank you so much. Fucking give them a follow. Give them a tweet. Give them a tweet. Well done, sir. You know, what I love about the government so much is they care for us that they love us so much. And it's because they're allowing, like, the big, uh, you know, national operations to continue running and make money while they shut down my business. It's because they care about me and they love me. And it's, it's, it's hard to juggle. It's hard to juggle all these things out there. You know, it's hard to keep people safe. It's all about keeping you safe, citizens. And the economy. And, and the economy. We got we to gotta worry about the economy, eh? The opening brought out Beverly Bates, whose sister-in-law died of COVID in Here May. We go. Healthy, Here. 44 years old, she died. Then why are you there? Get the fuck out! Go home, then! You fucking idiot. If, if you're so worried about catching coronavirus, go home! This fucking bitch. Hey I'm, I, hey, I'm sorry that somebody in your family died from coronavirus. You would think that after having such a close encounter with this disease, that the last thing you would want to do is go to a place where everybody else is. No. No, I just had to go down there. I had to go down there and tell all these people who just want a fucking box of ribs, I had to go down there and inform them how they're killing everybody. They had to hear from me. They had to hear my fucking story. 
I just, I couldn't live. I couldn't live knowing that all of these people are going down here to eat barbecue while somebody in my family died. Me. Oh. And I'm not usually a very spiteful person, but shit, like, if I was down there and this fucking thing was yelling in my face about, oh, my family died, my sister died, oh, no, no, no. I would sit there, I would eat the ribs in front of her and lick the sauce clean off every finger. I'd say, these are the best fucking ribs I've ever had in my fucking life, mate. The best. I'd say to her, it's a shame your sister isn't still alive because I bet she would have loved these ribs. Now fuck off. <laughs> now get the fuck out of here. Cunt. Unbelievable. Hey, I got a doggy bag to take home. Do you want to take it home for your sister? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I can be a pretty spiteful prick when I want to be. And the absurdity of this, oh, I hate the fact that people are down there getting barbecue, so I'm going to go down there too. Kitty B, her sister is dead because she loved ribs too much. <laughs> My, ha I have three nieces that are motherless, and he thinks that this pandemic is a joke. I think you're a joke. I think you're a fucking joke. How about this? <laughs> you know, if I'm standing in line waiting for barbecue and this fucking thing comes up to me and starts ranting, I've got, I've got my sister-in-law done and uh, the COVID and stuff. I would just look at her and say, I don't care. I don't give a fuck. If you're so worried about it, why are you here? Why are you here? Fucking go home. They're motherless, but they also, they're, apparently they're motherless, motherless, but they also have a shitty auntie who isn't taking care of them right now. Isn't there somewhere else where you should be? Anywhere but here? I'm sorry, this line is for the people who are purchasing barbecue, not the crazy cunts who are complaining about their family. I'm sorry. That line is over there. Keep going, over there. Over there, right over there. Right over there, next to the train line. That's it. Just get in between the tracks. Okay. Yep. Keep going. Yep. Over there. Okay. Okay, good. Supporters say. I think it's absolutely brilliant. I think small business needs to stand up. Do you think it's dangerous? Not at all. The city issued this statement today. The city is aware of a restaurant promoting their opening in defiance of provincial orders. Should any business that is prohibited to open does so, it will be investigated and appropriate enforcement action will be taken. And not long after the 11 a.m. opening, the police arrived and went inside. And there was the police behind me with the bylaw officers that went inside. I can tell you, I can look in there right now, and there are still people. Oh, God, wouldn't it just be amazing? I know it would never happen. It would never happen. But I would give everything I have for the police to go in there, you know, 
with the cameras following them. God, it would be worth, if I was a cop, I would lose my job because I would, as a cop, go in there, go up to the counter, and while the cameras are rolling, expecting me to say, you are in violation of ordinance number 67-B, I would go up there and say, can I get a barbecue rib pack? <laughs> get extra sour cream. <laughs> yeah, I'll get two corn cobs, uh, a potato, sour cream, chives, and I'll get some beef ribs to go. <laughs> walk out, walk past that fucking, walk past that angry little bitch who's screaming about her dead sister, licking your fucking fingers. Mmm, some good shit. <laughs> Extra coleslaw, nigga. <laughs> God, I'd give anything for that to happen. It never would happen, but God, it would be so good. All right. With that, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the end of tonight's episode of the Daily Boogie podcast. Don't forget, like I said, if you want to laugh at how bad I was at radio 10 years ago, then tune in on Friday night. So on Friday night, I'm doing the regular show, 6 to 8, and then at 8.30 p.m., a special edition of The Starting Block, the 10-year anniversary, where we'll be playing, playing some clips from our very first show <laughs> 10 years ago, and I'm sure it's every bit as awful as I imagine it to be. I haven't re-listened to it yet. I don't have the fucking guts to do it. So if you want to laugh at how bad Boogs was, and maybe still is, I'm not sure, then tune in Friday night, 8.30 p.m., The Starting Block, dlive.tv slash The Starting Block, one word, drop the K at the end. Um, but with that, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the end of tonight's program. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash Bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to stand in line for ribs, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper. Don't forget to follow all of our friends. Coffee Talk with Sandra, everybody's favourite lover of French women, Mersh, Irrational Times, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. America, The Beard of Truth, UK Neil, At Real Person, PLTCS, Why Censored Kimbo, and you got The Kimmy Show on Thursday, Thursday nights with The Kimmy Show, uh, JJ Stoner, Frozen Asian... Sunday night shit show. Give Static Void a follow since he's been hanging around. And give Static Void a follow. He made a funny comment today. Good on you, Static. Give Static a follow. Um, who else have we got? Major Tom, of course. Joy of Pessy, ladies and gentlemen. Victor Von Schroom. Thank you very much uh, for the uh, tip tonight, Victor. Very generous of you. The Victor Show. Winning TV, of course. Iceman4433. And anyone else I may have forgotten. Until Friday night, ladies and gentlemen, stay calm, stay rational, God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.
mir mein. Wenn auch der Himmel weint und keine Sonne scheint, ich bin mein bester Freund. Moment mal, ich dachte immer, ich bin dein bester Freund. Sing ich doch die ganze Zeit. Ich bin mein bester Freund. Der Schall ich mit mir mein. Wenn auch der Himmel weint und keine Sonne scheint, ich bin mein bester Freund. Zum Beispiel nur mal angenommen, ich bin ganz allein ja. und will mit meinen Sorgen nicht so einsam sein. So. Dann greife ich doch zum Telefon und rufe bei dir an. Dann lass ich's einfach klingeln und geh ganz bestimmt nicht ran. Und bin ich mal beim Schwimmen und kriege einen Krampf. Ui. Und sehe ein, es geht nicht mehr, vergebens ist mein Kampf. Oh. Zum Glück gibt's meinen Freund, der lässt mich hier nicht so versinken. Nein, nein, ich werd am Ufer stehen und jetzt zum Abschied winken. Ich bin mein bester Freund, der herrlich mit mir macht. Ich bin mein bester Freund, das herrlich mit mir macht.